Welcome to Speak. It could be a game-changing night for Baker Mayfield, former number one overall pick, former Heisman winner. I'll get to that in a second because first, we got to talk about what's really going down tonight. Rams, Raiders, cannot wait for it. Could Baker Mayfield actually make his first start? He could right now. John Wolford not healthy enough to play. Now, this follows the Rams claiming Baker Mayfield, the former number one pick after he was released by the Panthers. Many are saying Baker Mayfield requested his release. Let's come on, Cam. Let's come on, Cam. Let's dive in. That is NFL insider, analyst, all things Dave Hellman. This is a brilliant Joy Taylor. She needs no introduction. Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy, 2-5, to live. But like I told you, Baker Mayfield, his life could change tonight. Why do I think it can happen? Because finally, Baker Mayfield is teamed up with a brilliant offensive mind in Sean McVay. I believe that Sean McVay can help former number one overall pick Baker Mayfield for this reason. I always assess Is there talent inside of you? That's the first question you have to ask when you want to see if somebody can achieve potential. Is there talent inside of them? The second question is this. Can somebody get it out? If talent exists inside of you and somebody can get the talent out of you, then I do believe potential can be maximized. Well, Baker Mayfield clearly has talent inside of him. Two years ago, 26 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. Went to the playoffs, won the game. Talent exists inside of Baker Mayfield. So now the most important question, can somebody get it out of him? Remember Sean McVay, Jared Goff, 0-7 under Jeff Fisher. Sean McVay shows up, Jared Goff, 12-4. Next year, Jared Goff, 13-3 in the Super Bowl. Does talent exist inside of you, and can you get the talent out? Talent exists inside of Baker Mayfield, and Sean McVay can get that talent out. For that reason, Joy, I do believe Sean McVay can save Baker Mayfield's career, and it all might start tonight with the world watching. What do you say? Hell to the nom. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. And I, I feel bad saying that because of Sean McVay. I feel like it's an indictment of Sean McVay more than it is of Baker Mayfield. Because I really think that Sean is like that and the way that it's gone this year for the Rams, which is a lot to do with injuries. Right has kind of made people forget what Sean McVay has done in Mm -hmm. the league so far. We talk a lot about Kyle Shanahan, which is is warranted, but McVay just won a Super Bowl. And has been to two since Mm -hmm. he started coaching as the head coach of the Rams. Like, he is a really impressive resume. But Baker Mayfield is a different situation. Now, you mentioned Jared Goff, who most of us don't feel is, you know, really that great of a player. But Jared Goff did what Sean McVay asked him to do. Mm-hmm. Is Baker Mayfield going to do that? I don't know. Do you feel good about going out on that ledge that he's going to? I don't think so. I mean, what more needs to happen for Baker Mayfield to be amendable to coaching? I mean, he had a coach of the year in Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland. It's not yeah. like he never had anything to work with. Right. Right. And this particular team is injured like who is he out there playing with we know Baker Mayfield needs talent around him to elevate him like he's not elevating talent we know that mm-hmm. we, we saw that in real life throughout his career in Cleveland he needed to elevate them couldn't do it got talent around him then he was good which means he's he is a quarterback that needs to be supported I don't see it happening but it's, it's not a Baker thing or even a Sean McVay thing. I, it was a very inspiring speech. Like, you had Did me, it change a little bit? No, I mean, I wanted I – like, I was like, ooh, maybe, maybe there's, it sounded really good. But look, I like Baker Mayfield more than Joy does. I think – like, I don't, I'm not going to go as far as to say he was ever great, but he's a pretty good quarterback. Like, I don't, I don't think he just magically forgot how to play football. I think there's more to it than that. But guess what? The 2022 Rams are not the place to fix that. Cooper Cup ain't there. 
Allen Robinson ain't there. The offensive line is a shambles. Think about this. They lost to the Seahawks last week. 27-23, I believe, was the final score. They moved the ball a little bit. They scored 23 points, and it looked amazing by comparison to what the Rams have been doing. That's how compromised this team is. They can't protect the quarterback. They don't have any skill players. This just isn't a good team, and it's mainly because of injury. I'm not trying to drag the Rams. It's just a very unfortunate situation. I don't think anybody could step in. I don't think Tom Brady (laughs) could step in and make this a great Rams team, so I certainly don't think Baker Mayfield can. Yeah, I'm going to say no, but it's not just the, the Baker Mayfield. It's kind of what, what David's saying. It's like the team is kind of dele- deleted. Like, nobody wants to play, and it's like, we're done. <laughs> we're checking out. Ramsey's the last one holding it down. He's the last one left. You got uh, Matthew. He's done. Baffert. Aaron Donald. Donald. He's out of there. Yep. The whole offensive line. Cooper Cup's gone. So, it's like Sean McVay, I think he's an excellent coach. He's, just, he's uh, phenomenal. Since he's been the, the, the coach of the Rams. But this, you look at it, it's like, how can you do well with no supporting cast? But here's my thing is, when Baker Mayfield, if he were to save his career, he don't got to lead the Rams to some miraculous 5-0 and stretch down the run. I think all Baker Mayfield has to do is, once again, show competency. Like, Baker Mayfield has shown incompetency at times at the quarterback position, particularly this past year when he was in Carolina and uh, clearly he was battling some injuries and the year before in Cleveland. And we know he was battling some injuries, but if Baker can show competency, I think he can revitalize his career. When I say save his career, he can prove himself to be an NFL starter. Once again, we know what Sean McVay is capable of doing, but even more than that, When Baker Mayfield has a good coach, we know what he's capable of looking like. Because I don't think so much that Baker Mayfield's roster changed from the pre-Stefanski year to the post-Stefanski year as much as the coach changed. When Stefanski came in, Baker, 17 and 13. Without Stefanski, 13 and 22. I just think Joy Baker has to show competency, and that will salvage his career. But do you doubt he can do that? So Baker got to be healthy. He got to have a great coach. He got to have a great offensive line. He has to have amazing talent. Sounds like he's a really average quarterback that got taken number one overall in the draft, so he keeps getting out of opportunities. Mm. I mean, good for you. That happens. That is the Mm. privilege that you are afforded by being taken that high, which he earned in college, and then – immediately got to the NFL, and for several years was a disappointment. Now, I was on Baker's side in the beginning because I know how bad that Cleveland organization was when he got there and how dysfunctional it, it had been. Like, I don't know if anybody could be successful with that much stuff going on yeah, to start his career. But now the excuses are off the table. And I just don't think that Baker is a guy that can come in and stabilize what's going on here. I'm not saying he's not going to win a game. Sure, that's possible, but... To, for, me, for me to get to the point where I believe Baker is a starting quarterback in this league again, I think he would have to win out, actually, especially considering what's gone on with the Rams this year. I mean, we're kind of underselling how bad it was in Carolina. Would you like some of these numbers? Please. Go ahead. Yeah. They're, they're pretty rotten. So out of there are 36 quarterbacks who have started five or more games this year. Completion percentage, 57.8. That's 35th out of 36. Mm-hmm. Um, yards per game, 187. That's 29th. Uh, interceptions, he also ranks 29th. And passer rating, he ranks 35th. He's, he's quite bad. Quite sure. bad this year. And we know what he was last year. So in order for me to see Baker Mayfield as anything other than a backup, which what it, is what he is at this point in his career, he would have to win out the rest of the season. Dave, let me ask you this. Um, because we make excuses for several individuals in sports. In my mind, we make excuses for several individuals. If I'm not mistaken... Baker Mayfield has been on six coaches in five years. Andy, off camera, correct me if I am wrong, (laughs) sir. That is our lead statistician. If I'm not mistaken, 
two coaches in Carolina this year yep. and four coaches in Cleveland in three years. He was there for four years, so four and four years, but there were four and three as well. If you can make excuse for anybody in this world, Shady, Dave, answer me this. Surely you can make an excuse for a quarterback who has had six coaches, six coaches, y'all. I cannot overstate this. Six coaches in five years? I don't like the phrase make excuses because, I mean, like, to Joy's point, number one overall pick is supposed to be, like, beyond that. Like, you're supposed to be able to survive that type of stuff if you're good enough to be the number one overall pick in the draft. Like, thinking about guys that have gone number one recently, like, I think Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is in the process of doing that, as a yeah. matter of fact, and he looks not bad. Joe Burrow, I absolutely think Joe Burrow could weather that type of storm. So, I don't like that. It, it sucks for Baker, but, I mean, that, that's, that's what happens. I mean, if you get it's drafted. unheard of, though. If you get drafted number one overall, odds are you're going to go to a bad organization. Very, that very is true. why. Very true. That's part I, of the deal. I, I just think that, like, and that's the thing that sucks, though. It's like, a guy, when you get drafted that high, he'll always have a chance and a chance and a mm -hmm. chance. Like, for example, Carson Wentz. I thought it was over for Carson Wentz. And then you, it, it comes on the ticker. They traded for him. Not, not like he got released or picked him up. I'm thinking, like, who the who you trade? Like, who you think's beat down his door to, to, to make a trade? So that just tells you, like, and shows you that no matter who you are, if you have draft status and you're high draft pick, the, these coordinators, they get so arrogant and cocky where I could fix him. He didn't do good, he didn't do good for this coach. I can make it right. You think Baker's broken? Uh, broken? I, I, I don't think he, he could be broken. This, this is his attitude. He, he has that chip on his shoulder. Guys like that are hard to break. But what I say is he done. I can't say he's done. I'll just say that I've seen him for the last couple of years, and what I've seen, that production is not a winner. Yeah. That production was not good. But, like, what outside <laughs> of Baker – forget what we saw in college. There's lots of great college players that don't transfer to the NFL. Forget that. That's why he got drafted number one overall, what he did in college. This is the NFL. It's a different mm -hmm. sport. What has he done besides say, one yeah. good season, who's the nicest rookie season, okay, still not good enough as a quarterback to win rookie of the year, but, like, nicest rookie season, outside of the one year where he won one playoff game, what has he done that makes everybody still believe he's capable of repeating just that one solid year winning one playoff game. I would say a much diluted and a snack-sized version of Joe Burrow's ability to win. Much diluted oh, no, and a snack-sized no, version. Lost you lost your but here, here's why I started by saying much diluted <laughs> and snack-sized version. Bigger. Look at no, 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 here's <laughs> what I mean. The Cleveland Browns, many people are arguing Jacoby Brissett could start for seven or eight teams this year. I've seen that on social media by some of the most astute he did, analysts. He did a nice he's played job. well. He did a nice job. I don't believe yeah. that. Well, some people do. I understand you don't want to You believe that? that? No, I don't, but I'm it's just so making easy. the point. Okay. Some people do. The Cleveland Browns with Jacoby Brissett won, I believe, four games. Baker Mayfield, as bad as Baker was in his duration in Cleveland, six wins, six wins, 11 wins, six wins. So if you are looking at a guy like Jacoby Brissett, who many could argue uh, is a starter, I'm like, huh, he wasn't that bad. But to really answer the question of, like, what has he done? He took a team that's never been to the playoffs to the playoffs. Now, Shady and I had an off-camera conversation. Whoa, 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 that means whoa, 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 nothing. Hold on, hold on. But you so. believe Baker did that, or did Baker play quarterback for the team great that question. did that? It's a great question. Now, that's a great question. I believe that Baker did not inhibit a team from doing that, and that matters. Why? And let me break it down for you. <laughs> 2020, 25-plus touchdowns, less than 10 picks. Only seven quarterbacks did that. 
So roll your head, just make sure you roll it back forward. <laughs> like, only seven quarterbacks did that. I cannot make this stuff up. I just like that question because you, we all talk question. about wins and losses and yes, air wins and et cetera. So my thing is, okay, let's say you have all these playoff wins. Like, is it because of you? Because that's like these years you're talking about, they had like the top running game. Yep. Which is the, the best thing, the best friend for a quarterback is a running game. I think Not it, even receivers, the running game. I think a quarterback can keep you from winning. And I think we've seen that time and time again. Yeah, I would agree Quarterbacks with that. Quarterbacks like Carson Wentz. Yeah, I, 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 I think right he now. did that the year after that. Fair. I can say that like Baker Mayfield the year after, you could argue, kept them from winning. Obviously, we know wasn't fully healthy, but it doesn't matter. It's football. But I think what has Baker done? Baker has taken a Brown team to the playoffs that since he left, don't look like they're going this year. And before he got there, they weren't there. And to me, like, that has to count for something. Final word, Dave? I just, I mean, I will say this. Like I said, like, I, I don't think Baker is a bum. I, I, I would like to see what he could look like if he gets a chance to stay in an offense. What I would love is if he plays well enough to stick around L.A. for the rest of this season and maybe well enough that he comes back. This is the last year of his yep. rookie deal, right? He come back next year with the expectation that he's not the starter, learn from Sean McVay, learn the system. And, yeah, like, I think he has a chance to resuscitate his career because he is good enough. Not right now, though, and certainly not for this current Rams team. But, yeah, if he's willing to take a back seat, find some stability, find some good coaching, I don't want to rule it out. I'm with you, Dave Hellman. We will see, though. We will see. Well, coming up, you cannot rule out Jalen Hurts' dominance because he has been dominant from top to bottom. But has he changed our minds as it pertains to the MVP race? Could Jalen Hurts shock the world and do something we never would have seen coming? Next on Speed. The Eagles have the best record in football, 11-1. And, and Jalen Hurts, boy, does he deserve a lot of praise. Hurts, top five in total yards and total touchdowns this season. Shocking the NFL world's second best odds to win the MVP award behind only Patrick Mahomes. That's according to Fox, Bet, Sportsbook, LaShawn McCoy. When you think about Jalen Hurts, when you think about the MVP <laughs> award, why in the world is that man Jalen Hurts currently your MVP favorite? A lot of different reasons why. First of all, they're 11-1, best record in the NFL. Yep. For one. For two is, he does it all. He runs the ball. He throws the ball. He wins games. Whatever you need from Jalen Hurts, he gives you that. And when I, when I look at all the other players, I can only think of one guy, and that's, and that's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is probably – I would give it to, to Hurts. He's number one, and I think Pat's right behind him. But this is going to flip-flop. Like, Pat has a good game, and Jalen doesn't. Oh, Pat's, you know – He's leading the way for the MVP. Then it flip-flops. Jalen Hurts does it again. So, I'll just say right now, my boy is number one, and he's putting his thing down every Sunday. I co-signed that. And you know what? I don't think it'll flip-flop anymore, Shady. I think Jalen Hurts had been trailing Patrick Mahomes the duration of the season. Now I think he's in front. I think he's running away with it. I don't think he'll lose it. Here's why. Patrick Mahomes catching Jalen Hurts is really dependent on one thing. Jalen Hurts playing bad. But here's what's crazy. Jalen Hurts doesn't play bad. He hasn't all season. Now, we could argue about how great is Jalen Hurts' greatness, right? Maybe he's never had a 400-yard passing season, 400-yard passing game this season. But he don't play bad. Last week, 380 yards. The week before, 150-plus rushing yards. I had said this before. I will say it again. There is one bad throw that has cost Jalen Hurts this season. It was against the Jags behind Zach Pascal. That's it. Outside of that, Hurts does not play bad games. And most importantly, when you think about MVP winners, you got to do something that hasn't been done as of recently or at least isn't being done compared to your peers. The year that Adrian Peterson won MVP, 2,000 rushing yards. The year that uh, Peyton Manning won MVP in Denver, 55 passing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, ain't nobody winning like them. 
Now, the Chiefs were winning like them. Two losses, one loss, marginal. But now, one loss, three losses, ain't nobody winning like the Eagles. For that reason, I think Jalen Hurts not only is in front, but I also think he runs away with it. Joy, why is Hurts your MVP right now? Well, I mean, everything that Shady said, they have the best record. They're winning because of him, not in spite of him. He's putting up the numbers. He's winning in different ways. He's clearly the leader and the face of that team. When you think of the Eagles, you don't think of the best running back. You don't think of the best defense. Like you think of Jalen Hurts and then the rest of the team. And to me, that's the MVP of the team. And if you are the best position, the most important position for the best team, then you should be leading the MVP race. I think the conversation with Patrick Mahomes will come down to numbers. And we know this is a narrative award. So that will be really what I think determines who wins the MVP this year, because it is very close. Outside of the Eagles record, the rest of the NFL has a lot of parity going on. That's why this race is very close. Normally, by this time of the year, we kind of have a really clear consensus. Like, this guy is, I mean, this is where we were with Aaron Rodgers last year. Like, this guy's going to win the MVP. Like, it's close with Brady, but, like, we're probably going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. going to end up with the record for it to make sense and so on and so forth. It's a little closer this year, but I think that's because people really don't want to give Jalen Hurts quite the credit for it. Like, we know what Patrick Mahomes is, and he has the resume. So we can point to Patrick Mahomes and say, hey, he lost Tyreek Hill. They don't lose a step. Yep. But with Jalen Hurts, he doesn't have that build-up reputation. So for some reason, there's, like, this hesitation to give Jalen Hurts the credit for the Eagles' success this year. Dave, I'm going to pivot. Which is not true. I'm going to pivot the conversation, and I know you're uh, man enough to handle it. You're intelligent (laughs) enough to handle it. Pivoting the conversation in its entirety. I got you. Um, Jory brought up a good point. Why don't we give Jalen Hurts that same credit we give Patrick Mahomes? I would say because we don't necessarily see wow. When you see Patrick Mahomes, you see wow. But Jalen Hurts' statistics are wow. But think about the biggest plays from the Eagles last game. It wasn't a wow Jalen Hurts. It was a wow A.J. Brown. It was a A.J. Brown on dude's head. It was a A.J. Brown wide open. Now, Jalen Hurts, his statistics are still wow, but you don't see wow like you see Mahomes unless you really look at Jalen Hurts' body of work. Elaborate on that. I know the answer to that. It's not hard. The Eagles designed a wonderful team around him. They went and got A.J. Brown. They drafted Devontae Smith. They've got a wonderful defense that gives him some cushion. They've got the best offensive line in the league. And I I don't say that to take credit away from Jalen Hurts, and that's why I agree with y'all. He would be the MVP today for me because it's way harder than people want to make it seem to step into that and not only not screw it up, but be great. Like, go, go ask the Denver Broncos about this. They, sh- like, they should be good by all measure. They've got a good roster. They've got a better defense than Philly, arguably. Mm-hmm. They're terrible because they're not getting any good play out of their quarterback. So not only is Jalen Hurts not mucking it up for the Eagles, he's been phenomenal. The reason people don't want to give him credit is because there's so many pieces around him that make it easier for him. That is not Jalen Hurts' fault. It's just the nature of the business, and people are going to need to see him do it year in and year out before they put him in that category. But if he keeps doing this, I I, I think, and Joy's right, it's a narrative award. I think if he's going to beat out Mahomes, because my thing with Jalen, I will say the Eagles win different ways, right? I mean, he might have a game where he throws for 180 and they put up 40 points. We know Mahomes is going to flirt with three, 400 every time he goes out there. So I think if, if Jalen is going to win this, I almost don't think they can afford to lose again Agreed. because that is, that is his biggest Agreed. edge. It's not, and, and I hope that doesn't sound like criticism of him. I think it's just the nature of it. When you're a player going for the award for the first time, I think the, the margin for error is a lot slimmer.
2-5, when you think about Patrick Mahomes, who you played with, you think about Jalen Hurts as great as he is, clearly Patrick Mahomes goes crazy. But what is it about Jalen Hurts that closes the edge on Patrick Mahomes? We know he's not as physically talented, yeah, but he yeah. has it. See, but, like, 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 they both are super productive. It's just different. So, when I, like, you talked about Mahomes, he's going to get 300, maybe 400 yards, passing all day, all day. But that's not the Eagles. Right? And what makes Jalen Hurts the MVP, they win by different ways. He might not, even that game they ran for 300 some yards, yep. he had a lot to do with that. He had 100 Most yards. Of it. Yeah. So my thing is like, he's different on how he produces his stats. Yeah, I might not go out there and throw every game for 300 yards, but I have yards if it's running or if it's throwing. And people don't like to see that, that new look. We look at the Eagles, that's, that's a new look we have there. Right? Like, we have a real team, we have a real offense. We can run the ball, we're going to throw the ball. I feel like with the Chiefs, it's more of, the, the Patrick Mahomes show what throwing it. We're going to throw here. We're going to do sidearm. We're going to do – like, that's what Andy Reid is. So, we got to get used to seeing this type of offense. The offense that Nick has, that's the new offense for the Eagles. We're going to run it, and we're going to throw it. Mm, Jalen Hurtstyle. Jalen Hurtstyle. Jalen Hurtstyle. <laughs> Look, and them stats yeah. might hurt to watch. Get it? Hurts. Hurts to watch. <laughs> I'm working on that. Yeah, work a little longer. <laughs> uh, that, right. But coming up, a lot of attention has been on the Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. But more importantly, Herbert. on the 2020 draft class, Tua Tagovailoa has he finally, finally caught up to Superman, Justin Herbert. That's Superman. Okay. How to come up with something. Superman. How to come up with something. Social Superman. I like Welcome back, family. The Dolphins finally, finally it's time. They face the Chargers Sunday night. Whole world watching. Mike McDaniel, head coach for the Dolphins, had an interesting way of giving Justin Herbert praise. Mike McDaniel, speak up, coach. To answer your question, he does have an arm. I think, I believe two of them. Um, and it is strong. Uh, I'm not sure how much he can curl, but he can throw the ball far. He had fun with this. He had fun with this. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. A matchup we have all been waiting for, but it's time to really ask the question. A recent survey that included our own Jimmy Johnson and four other NFL execs, it picked Justin Herbert over to a tongue of Iowa. So, Dave, I got to ask you a question. I'm very, very eager to hear your answer. Is Tua tongue of Iowa finally caught up to Justin Herbert? When I knew, when I heard we were going to talk about this, I honestly thought it was funny because just thinking, you're like caught up to him in what? Like, Neither one of them has been in the playoffs. Like, Justin made the Pro Bowl last year. But, like, in terms of accomplishments and accolades, I'm like, what do you mean catch up? Like, I mean, it's not like Justin Herbert's got this crazy trophy shelf that just Tua can't hope to match. But then I thought about it a little bit more, and I realized I was sold. And, and part of it, you know, like, like Mike was talking about, he's got a huge arm. Part of it is just natural talent. Like, I've been sold that Justin Herbert – is a franchise-caliber quarterback for at least a year at this point, probably more than that, in all honesty. I mean, the way that he kind of took the league by storm, it's been bumpier than that for Tua. Some of that's injuries. Some of that is the, the, the natural charm of the Miami Dolphins. But I will say, so this season, Tua has sold me on that. I am sold that Tua is a guy worth signing again, worth building your franchise around. So, yeah, in that regard, if you want to call it catching him, I don't like the way that sounds, catching him. Like Herbert's done all this stuff that Tua hasn't. In perception, people thought, or still think, let me not say thought, people still think that Herbert is better than Tua. So when I say caught up, Shady, I mean has Tua caught up to that perception at least. I I, I hear you. And and I guess don't make me choose between the two of them. I'm not ready to do that. I know you have your own choice in the matter. 
I, I would I would sign Tua. And really, for the Miami Dolphins, that's ultimately what matters. Like, is this guy worth signing to another deal? They should sign him. They should make him their franchise quarterback. I didn't – I wasn't sold on that when the season started, but I am now. What? You ready for me? <laughs> nah, because, like, I want to argue with you. I can't wait to do it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, – uh, the question is, has he caught up? No, he hasn't. He hasn't caught up. Now, I don't want to say caught up. Let's just say on the same level. Is that better to fair, say? Fair. Okay, you so I, I think Tua, he's had a great year this year. Got some nice weapons, good coach. He's playing well. But it's the reason why we got stats, right? Mm-hmm. It's the reason why we have these numbers. It's the reason why I'm a quarterback, you're a quarterback. I throw the ball, you throw the ball. Yards, touchdowns. That's why they make these things up for a reason. We want to talk about wins. I know that's your argument. But, like, they both haven't done anything with the wins, right? One, one, one more than the other. They both have 21 wins. One has almost doubled the passing yards. After this year right here, they're going to – it's called history. And in history, <laughs> right, in history, Herbert will have more touchdowns and passing yards than any other quarterback in their first three years. I'm into history. Like, oh, I play running back, you play running back. Yes, I have more yards than any other running back ever. That means something. When we talk about wins and losses, I'm with that. That's the quarterback stat. But playoffs and championships. You go to playoffs, that's cool. You got to win these championships. If you don't win these championships, then we can't talk about wins and losses. And the next thing we got to talk about is stats. If you look at the stats, it's really not close. 89 touchdowns to 32 picks. That's Herbert. Tua, 48 touchdowns to 28, the 20 picks. One dude is always healthy. He plays all the games. Broken rib, whatever it is. Tua's always beat up. This year was the head. Last year was the ribs. Last year was the finger. This year the ankle again. Like, it's just a lot going on. So I, I like Tua. I don't want to hate on him, but... I don't like when you be throwing that social media this and this and that. I like Herbert. He's a baller and he got numbers. That's my argument. Now, Joe, I'm going to need you to put that cup down because you've been watching Tua for a while now. And I'm ready for the heat. Has Tua (laughs) caught up? It's coming. I'm ready for the smoke. Has Tua caught up to Herbert? Yes. Tua's past Herbert this season. Yeah, this season, yeah. He's past Herbert this season. I mean, he has better yards per game than Herbert. Completion percentage is higher. Touchdowns is higher. Uh, Interceptions, he has fewer. And he has a higher passer rating significantly than Herbert this year. Now, I understand Herbert didn't have all his weapons. We have to build in the excuse machine when we talk about build it in. Herbert. <laughs> Is it high tech? Make sure that it's very high tech. He got a laser. Most of us got these little like, cannon, like, boom, we got to reload it, put the gunpowder in. Very high tech. Laser like, beam. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like Justin Herbert, too. I love Justin Herbert coming out in the draft. He had an amazing rookie season. But we ain't rookies no more. Like, you've got, everyone's gone through stuff. Tua's gone through a lot. Herbert's gone through a lot. What are you doing with all this talent to elevate what's around you? If you're really like that, you should be able to overcome injuries. That's just what it is. If we're going to talk about you in that space, then you have to be able to do that. I've seen Joe Burrow do that. I've seen Tua be without people. I've seen all these quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, everybody's overcoming stuff. And when it comes to Justin Herbert, it's like, well, well, wait, hold on. Hold on one second. We've got to make sure that we mention this. And I understand it. I understand it. He is beautiful. He is gorgeous. He is what you would design in a lab if you were picking and putting together a Frankenstein quarterback. That's Justin Herbert. And I get it. And I think he's, he's very talented and he's going to be great. I've said all that. But, yes, Tua has passed him. And that's just – if you don't even want to say he's passed him, if you want to stay with Dave and just say, like, don't make me pick, that's fine. But whatever Tua needed to prove to be on Justin Herbert's level going into the season, he has most certainly done. Passed him. So, 
Like this season right now, too, is playing better. They're winning no, more. No, 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 no. This he year, has better this, numbers. This year he's playing better. He's playing better than, 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 than Herbert. But I'm saying, you saying pat, like passing like for this year, or you mean just overall? Well, if we're going to count Justin Herbert's rookie season, then we've got to count this season. Like if we're going to count Justin rookie, Herbert's rookie second season, season for him, then we've got to count this season against him. Shady, let me, let me ask you a question. Now, I'm going to ask you two questions. The first question, who has better, I got answers. Who has better numbers, Tua or Herbert? <laughs> what you think? What you think? <laughs> Who has better numbers, sir? Obviously. It's Herbert? Come on. Great. Now, my second question is more personal, because you allowed me to ask you personal questions okay. on national television. Would you rather make $10 million in a year, but you have to work every single day, or would you rather make $8 million in a year, but you only have to work half the year? Somebody like me, I won't work every day for mine. Sure. $10 million, baby. $10 million a year. Okay, 10. great. Um, see, it's not just about your numbers. The question is, what in the world does it cost you to get your numbers? I don't want to work every day for $10 million a year. I'd rather work half the year and right. get $8 million. I'm glad you said that. Because, give me the eight. Because uh, what does it cost? It's an eight, eight for me. Yeah. Give me that 10 pack. No, it's that all about what does it cost you to get your numbers. Herbert has better numbers than Tua. I will not dispute that. You can't. I can't. You can't. You, can't. you okay. absolutely okay. can't. Right. What else you can't dispute is since Herbert came into the league, he's second in pass attempts. I would hope oh you have more numbers if you're working more for those numbers. If somebody's working round the clock, they better out-earn the individual that's not working round the clock. It only mathematically makes sense. Furthermore, two is leading Herbert in any statistical category he cares to lead in. Like what? Why, why do I care to lead in interceptions? I care to lead in percentages because that's actually a ratio. That's not a gross number. What you're looking at on the screen is completion percentage, Tua. Passing yards per attempt, Tua. Touchdown percentage, Tua. Touchdown interception ratio, Tua. See, the world lies to you when they try to tell you that Herbert has more passing yards. Well, duh, America. He has more passing attempts. Of course he would have more passing yards. The more important statistic, what does Herbert do with those passing attempts versus what does Tua? Two is a better completion percentage, so he's more efficient on passing attempts. He has a better touchdown-interception ratio, so he's more damaging with those passing attempts. He has a better passing yards per attempt ratio, so he has more potential with those passing attempts. Don't listen to the distraction of the gross numbers. The gross numbers are irrelevant. The story of gross number doesn't tell the full picture. What tells the full picture is what does it cost you to get the numbers, and it costs two significantly less to get significantly more, particularly as it pertains to winning and losing. You, you said all that, and that was Ooh. cool, but you, you put that together. That was nice. I, I really nice. didn't. Honestly, but, 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 but my thing is this. So, so when it's all said and done, right, yes, and, and, and now it's time, let's say they both get no championships, right? I don't care about playoffs. No championships. Okay. That's what matters for quarterbacks. Yes, sir. No, there's no stat for how many times you're in the playoffs. Point. Yes, sir. Yes, I sir. never heard anybody argue that. Yes, sir. Championship. Okay, so let's say they have zero championships, and they got these numbers, right? They're going to look at these numbers. They're not going to ask. They're not going to talk about who threw the ball more and all that. They're going to look at who got more passing touchdowns, who got more passing yards. Good point. You know, that's a real point. point. And, and, and one dude that's a good point. has almost doubled the amount of passing yards than the other one that's and touchdowns. That's a and I can't pick what year I want to use. If I'm going to use this year or that year, I'm using all the years. This sounds crazy. Oh, oh, this year, I'm going to take this one, but not that one. No. All your years you played, all the years I played, I got better numbers. I got better statistic stats. What are we but, talking okay, about? So, but if we're saying, if we're just imagining both their careers are over at the end of this year, okay. we're imagining they continue in the the trajectory that both of them are on this season, okay. which means that the Chargers will lose more games and the Dolphins will win more, yep. right? And, and he will continue. Just like that. Just like this. We're okay. going straight forward to the end of the season. Yep. Right? Who has more wins? Tua. Tua. Okay. He has more wins. Okay. So even if 
we, we cut it off at the end of the season. Neither of them win championships or make it to the playoffs. Tua will have one more games. Okay. Ha- have been more efficient. So the only thing that you're, you're arguing is that he's got more passing yards and passing touchdowns? For a quarterback, yes. So then they're equal then. So, 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 like they can't, then they're how, equal. how do they equal? Then because, equal. Because, because of wins? Like, because if we're just going to go off the statistics, then we, that, like, we're just going to pick and choose that because we don't have any postseason to, to examine here. Then and we've gotten really off okay. the no, 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 we did, we didn't. here, and I'm sorry. But Watch this. <laughs> so, so, if we just, so we're not gonna take championships. We're gonna take championships out of it, right? No playoffs, no championships. They're, both of their careers so, are over. So, after this okay. Year. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna name you some 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 quarterbacks, yes, right? Yes, so I'm gonna Philip Rivers. I'm gonna name Dan Marino. Yes, sir. I'm gonna name. Give me another quarterback. That's really great. They ain't got no championships. Give me one more. Three, three, three. This is for an argument. Dan Marino. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Mm, that's a good one. Who's the best one of all them? Dan Marino. Why? Why is he the best? Because me, us. All of here right now don't know no no wins. No lo- well, no none of wins or loss. I don't know how many games they won or lost. But you gonna know why why is he better? Well because he, he got better numbers. He wrote all the Come on, man. Yeah. This is easy. I see what you're saying. Do this. But, <laughs> but let me ask you this. Because Philip Rivers, clearly he didn't even go to a Super Bowl. So to me, he's eliminated you from the Well, Matt, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, a lot of stats. Well, Matt Ryan NFL MVP. So Rivers didn't go to Super Bowl, he's eliminated. McNabb went to a Super Bowl. Um uh, he got an MVP, he, right? He was close. Office player of the year. Yeah, he, he had a lot of he had numbers. Got an MVP. He had numbers. Okay. I think like the reason it's Dan Marino in my mind is because one, Dan Marino went to a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, that's I mean that's, the obvious, that's an obvious gap. Come on, yo. What you mean, big dog? What you mean? That don't matter. That don't matter. I mean, but also you gotta uh, win. But shady. Also, okay. The, the 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 gap respectfully between Dan Marino and like a lot of quarterbacks with talent is very obvious. Like, Dan Marino, despite the fact that he didn't win a championship, is regarded as one of the greatest throwers of the football in the history of the sport. Justin Herbert is nothing unprecedented at this point in his career. He's a great talent, but there's nothing Justin Herbert does that you're like, no one has ever done it like that before. Like, he doesn't need to win a championship mm. to be regarded as well, the greatest player, like, one of the greatest players of I all time. He got, he got that, he got wait, that wait, wait, stature. Dave, chime in, because I know you're a student of the game. Yeah. I do like Tua his and Herbert, like, oh, I do. His Dan Marino point is fascinating. <laughs> oh, man, it's true. Chime in. No, I, 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 I see your face I, when I was talking. He was I like, just like them like both. That's, that's so, <laughs> that's so <laughs> But here's the other thing, though, uh, Shady. I don't know, because right now Justin Herbert is a losing quarterback. I don't know that there is any historically losing quarterback. Somebody correct me off camera if I'm wrong. I don't know if there's a historically losing quarterback who any of us can regard as great. Dan Marino, at least he was 147 and 93. But we don't know how many wins he had. Also, Dan Marino won a, a league MVP in his second year. Uh, well, look, before, before you said that, we was all like, oh, Dan, because Dan was just... No, no, no. I had also numbers. said, I also I didn't, said I didn't, I didn't, Dan, but Dan at the end of his career, like, n- nobody... There's certain players that just because they didn't win a championship, nobody disrespects. Well, we Dan can, Marino we, okay, is so that we, guy. Okay, hold up. Dan Marino, we can take... Uh, let's, okay, let's take Dan out. Like, okay, yeah, let's yeah, take yeah. Dan out. That was a good point. Any, I like any, that point. I like any that point. other quarterback, we're not going... When they in the Hall of Fame or are they up for the, the ballot for Hall of Fame, they're not going to talk about who had more wins. I've never seen that. What you're saying is... If the quarterbacks don't win Super Bowls, at the end of the day, we go back to the numbers. What are we talking about? Hold up. All the best it's quarterbacks. True. It's true. We yeah, don't talk about how many playoffs appearances they had, do we? He got way more wins. We don't talk about wins. We talk about saying. championships, and then we go okay. to the numbers. I, I, I disagree in one small. You disagree with me? I do. Just You don't want to be right. For one reason. Get, I mean, getting to the playoffs is the name of the game. Like, if you are not in the playoffs, then you're not giving your team a chance to win a championship. That is the beginning 
of being in that conversation. You want to be there year after year. I, and I, so I, I can pull out my own experience with the Cowboys with this. Half of their problem is that they're not there consistently. You know what I mean? Yep. Like if you're taking two, three years off between playoff appearances, then you don't even get the chance to build that sort of resume. So I do think that is important. Obviously, the name of the game is Super Bowls. But if you're telling me, I mean, and the irony is we're arguing about two guys that have yet to go to the playoffs between the two of them. That's right. the funny part. <laughs> but give me the guy if you're like, oh, neither one of these guys has won a championship, but one guy went to the playoffs nine times in 12 years, and the other guy went five times in 12. Give me the guys that's going to the playoffs every single year. That's important. How, how do we get on the Cowboys? <laughs> that's what I go back to. That, that's crazy. That's what I go back to. I'm, I'm fascinated by this conversation. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Um, who is the greatest quarterback with a losing record? The greatest quarterback with a losing record. Okay. Oh, so I don't have it. Uh, the problem is I, I don't know. there is no answer to that question. Because I don't know. Because great quarterbacks are defined by being winners. So, <laughs> until you can find the answer to that question, yeah. you ain't got the answer to this hurry. I mean, but, oh, oh, but you kind of agree with me. Your, 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 your Marino point was excellent. I said, because I don't, like, Marino point was yo, excellent. tell me a, a quarterback, real quick. We ever talked about his wins and losses that are great quarterbacks. That's, 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 that's wins or losses. I'm never true. Well, because great quarterbacks, we don't have to have those conversations. That, yeah, that's they all win. Even, even, okay, so even, even good quarterbacks. Sorry, even good quarterbacks, even really, really good quarterbacks. Like, like, I think Eli was a solid quarterback. They don't care about his wins and losses. They talk about them championships. He beat yes, the Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, but yes, without family, he would be. championships, it, it disregards the stat conversation, which is I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but right. in this situation, and, and you're bring, and we're, we're hearkening to guys like Dan Marino, which, listen, I know I love Dan, King of the Dolphins. Like, hey, pig guy. guy. I love Dan. Like, the gap between Dan Marino and Phillip Rivers and Donovan McNabb is level. Dan was doing and, video and, game and there's stuff. No, and there's no, there's nothing that Justin Herbert does at this point in his career that is Marino at the beginning of his career esque. The, the thing to me he's is doing, he's doing he's doing way more than Tua though. Seriously though, he has way more numbers. Yes, numbers and, wise. And, and like, let's look at him play. Like one dude got a rocket cannon. Like if if you hold over, if you talk about drawing a quarterback, yep. this is my thing. All these ex players, all these ex quarterbacks, all these ex execs. That's this and that. They all say the same thing about the same dude, right? Now I, I like Tua, but he's six foot six one, always banged up. Don't have no word type of talent this other dude got. The final and, goal doesn't let, always make the best wife. And, and the last thing, mm. okay, but then <laughs> she preaching over that. She's saying that, but then Herbert is cooking, cleaning, washing dishes, <laughs> washing clothes. Tua only washing yeah, dishes. Yeah, but he always leave the back door open. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm just saying, robbed. one dude got way the more. Be getting robbed. So, so you don't care. So now y'all let me know. We shouldn't have touchdowns and, and, and yards. No, that don't matter. No, that no, shit no. don't matter. That does. That me having our listen. In my decade, I had the most yards out of any other running back. When I got in the league, I had more yards than anybody else. I guess that don't matter. I guess that don't, that don't matter. Then. It does matter. You more touchdowns, I guess that don't matter. It does matter. LaShawn, you so matter at, to me. So <laughs> act like it. Act <laughs> like it. You matter to me, LaShawn. All right, coming up, that was phenomenal. I love this show. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Brock Purdy, and he the rookie. They face each other this weekend with so much at stake. You're going to want to find out who has more at stake. Brady, Purdy, a matchup. Uh, I can't wait for this. Wait, is he the goat? What is he, like the lamb? Okay, we got to get back to the NFL. Tom Brady pulled off a miracle Monday night. Everybody was watching, and it was one of the greatest comebacks of the season. But they're still sitting at 6-6. Six and six. Now, on the flip side, they're facing the Niners coming up. Niners are 8-4. and four. However, they're starting a rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the NFL draft, Brock Purdy. 
Still favored, according to Fox Bet Sports Book. Bring us on cam. Y'all know what time it is. Time to have these discussions. Dave Hellman, Sir. Bucks six and six, got a lot to play for. Niners eight and four. Rookie quarterback got a lot to play for. Who needs to win more? It's the Bucks for me, man. And look, I know, I know, Brock Purdy has a lot on his shoulders. But it's going to take a lot more than one loss for the Niners to give up on this kid. Like, are you hearing the stuff that's coming out of San Francisco's it. locker room? I'm like, it. can't even repeat some of it on TV. Like, they love this guy. So, losing to Tom Brady is not going to kill the season for the 49ers. They got an 8 and 4 record. They've already got a game in hand on Seattle, who's their primary competition in that division. They get to play them again. The Niners will be fine if they lose this game. Mm. The Bucks. The Bucs are a mediocre team. Like, their record says that. They're 6-6. Six and six. Think about this, too. Three, two of their last three wins, they played nice against Seattle in Munich. Then they needed miracles to beat the Rams and the Saints. Like, a miracle of all miracles just to get that win on Monday night. This is a team, they really haven't played good football all year. They played nice against the Cowboys in week one and that Seattle win. Other than that, it's either been bad or very mediocre football. The offense is atrocious. The defense has been up and down all year. Think about what it would do if they can go beat the, the Niners and that defense, what it would do for their confidence and to say like, hey, we're still those guys. We're still that team that won a Super Bowl. We still got Brady. And if they lose, they, they fall back below 500. If they lose, they probably won't have played very well. I think I don't even think it's close. I think the Bucs could really, really use a win here. Let me see if I can sway you a little bit. I think it's the Niners. Shady, one of my favorite quotes is this. You do not get a second chance at a first impression. One of my favorite quotes. Brock Purdy truly will have his first impression this Sunday. Right, going in in the middle of a game, that's not an ultimate first impression. As we all know, defenses were not prepared for you, and even your own team's offense wasn't prepared for you. The first impression of Brock Purdy will be this Sunday against Tom Brady. A first impression is a lasting impression. My second favorite quote. So with that being said, I think it's more important for the Niners to hit the ground running. Get off on a good foot. Now, they are only one game ahead of the Seattle Seahawks. And to me, Seahawks are more competent than the Saints. <clears throat> Those are the teams that are trailing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it's all about the Niners' belief in Purdy. For that reason, I think the Bucs have more to – I think the Niners have more to prove. I think the Niners have more at stake. And I think the Niners are the team that really must win. It's the Niners for me. They got to get a win. I mean, they're supposed to win this game, right? And real quick, Purdy, he got a little swag with him. I know it came when I see some swag. Yeah, it's like it's like dripping out of his jersey. Like he threw that touchdown. He started talking his little yeah. touch. I said, okay. Yeah. I said, I'll see you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> nah, so like my thing is, okay, the the Bucks, they barely beat the Saints at home. Like, and I know we they normally struggle against the Saints, but like it was bad. Like they could do that for whole four okay. quarters, four quarters in what in, in six minutes? Yep. Then they turned it on. So you had in your power ranking number three. Or six? Who was it? Who? The, the, the uh, Niners. Who Niners are seven, actually. And, and, and your power ranking? Yeah. Okay. Oh, because they lost Jimmy G. Yeah, right. Okay. They okay. Lost well, I'm just saying, like, they're a top ten team. In my book, I'll put them in top five. Top five. You're supposed to beat the Bucks. And if they lose that game, oh my God! Every sports outlet, especially us, we're gonna talk about how they lost, why they lost. So it's the 49ers for me. Yeah, I, I'm also gonna go with the 49ers. I, I. See and hear everything you're saying, Dave, and I don't disagree, but I guess because I think the 49ers have a better opportunity to go sure. further this year yeah. than the Bucks do, I'm leaning towards that. And also, I just want to see what Brock Purdy does. Like, I'm genuinely interested to see how he plays in a game that this is his team. 
you're right. We've seen backup quarterbacks come in and do just, you know, win games and look look decent, and then yeah. you have a game that you prepare for, and they don't look like the same guy. So I'm really interested to see what he does. Clearly the 49ers believe in him. They are saying some very high praise. Go, go Google it. Very high praise. <laughs> yeah, like the, that? The, yes, very, very high praise. I didn't see it yet. We are, we are ushering in names that, that we often reserve to be mentioned with guys that have – like started again, <laughs> but I love it. Like I, I love his energy. I'm with you. He's talking. He's getting in people's faces. I like that he has that. And I mean, what what kind of chip on the shoulder must you have to be Mister Irrelevant to follow that around you for your career? So I, I think that the Niners need to see him be competent. I need he. I think he needs to play a competent game. He probably won't actually have to do that much because the Bucks aren't that good of a team. But they are very experienced, and he's not. And again, he's not playing against Tom Brady. He's playing against that Bucks defense. So how will he? How will he prevail? Will determine how he prevails. Will determine the rest of the season for the 49ers. Whereas the Bucks are going to have what they have, regardless. Dave, 130 or so games you went to over the course of a 10-year span. No, that's incorrect. It would be closer to 170. Or so games you went Whatever to you say, man. over I can't, a 10-year span. Yeah. After every game, you would head to your laptop and you would sit there and you would write a story. You would write a story yeah. depending on how the game went. In the event on me. the 49ers lose. At least a couple times, yeah. So in the you. event the 49ers lose to the Bucks and Brock Purdy has one or two interceptions, what is a Dave Hellman who is at his laptop dictating the narrative of the 49ers at least for that week, what is he writing? I mean, see, and that's why, I mean, if he completely melts down, then you probably have to have the conversation of like, ooh, you know, was this a mirage against Miami? Do the Niners have a quarterback that is capable of getting them to the over the finish line, even getting them to the playoffs, let alone beyond that? But at the same time, and that's, that's why I go back to what I said about the Bucs, is if I'm writing the story, I am keeping that in the back of my mind, like, whether and I hear what you're saying, it's different game planning for a quarterback. It's not quite the same, but the first impression has been made. But to to elaborate further, Shady, Trent Williams compared this kid to Peyton Manning. Does that sound like a team that they're like, well, we still got to figure out how we feel about this? No, they are very, very impressed. He played phenomenally against a team that we all Ooh. agree yeah. is going to be in the playoffs. No, for a guy, for Mr. Irrelevant making his first NFL appearance. Wait, that, what are you shocked by? You're shocked by the Peyton Manning? Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, yeah, I thought that, you were that saying. That must mean that he, he's probably saying smart. Well, he said from a commanding of the huddle. He yeah, didn't say, leadership. yeah, not talent. He said from a leadership oh, perspective. Okay. But reg regardless. Smart. Totally. Keep in mind, these, these guys oh. have all – they've been with Purdy since May. I mean, yep, you, you yep. go through 10, 12 OTAs, yep. camp, yep. all that stuff. So the first impression was made a long time ago in that locker room. Mm. Our first impression ultimately doesn't matter. So if he played poorly and they lost, I would be like, yeah, you know, it, this happens. But look at all this talent. Look at what they have and look at their schedule. Look at their division. That's why I'm not sweating this if they do happen to lose this game. Shady, but, real quick. Okay. I got to cut because I'm intrigued by this and I think you will be too. Go into the locker room okay. for a second. I recall uh, Philadelphia Eagles 2014. Nick Foles gets hurt. Our guy Mark Sanchez goes in. We're all waiting to see how is Mark actually going to play? Impressions are cute in the offseason. They're cute during OTAs. They're cute when trash cans are on the football field. They're even cute in-game. But we're all waiting to see how is Mark going to play because Nick, Nick Foles broke his collarbone. Yep, we knew he was going to be out for about 10 weeks. We knew that our future was tethered to Mark Sanchez. So we're all sitting there watching like, yo, how's he going to play or not? How much does it matter to somebody on offense, McCaffrey, 
Debo, Ayuk, Trent, how Purdy plays in this game. And that's what I want to talk about. Like, let's, let's not kid ourselves. Like, Jimmy G's hurt. Okay, like, I, I know that the fans and the players are upset. But let's not act like he was the guy out there really leading them. So now you have a team base where it's, it's made for this. They're made, they're made for Purdy. The defense is number one in the league. So it ain't going to be no, 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 no shootouts. Ain't, the team ain't going to be scoring no points like that. That's one. Two is we're going to run the ball. Our coach, Kyle Shanahan, is one of the best at running the ball. We have one of the best linemen in the league, and we find ways to scheme up to run the ball. Two, we got one of the best uh, uh, officers supporting cast with McCaffrey in the backfield. And then you got Kittle, and then you got Debo. So let's take all that load that we keep talking about Purdy. Let's give it to all the other pieces like it normally is. Yep. Jim, they don't ask Jimmy G to go out there and win the games. Yep. They say, Jimmy, don't lose it. They treat him like he's a rookie. So then let me ask you. It's the same thing. Let me ask you. What if Brock Purdy does lose it? What's on your mind? Again, you're McCaffrey, you're Debo, you're Trent. Because they asked Jimmy not to lose it, and for the most part, Jimmy doesn't. Yeah. What in the world happens if Brock Purdy does? Are you worried? No, I'm not worried. He's, he's young. He's super young, right? It's his first time, it's his first time playing in live games. So, I mean, any quarterback will, will go through that, the learning curves. I think he has the best chance to win with this type of formation with the team. What, at what point, if you are in that locker room, do you become worried? I understand well, he's young, and, 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 but and, you and, don't care about if you drop, If you drop three in a row, right, and a lot of it is his fault, then, oh, man, you know, you start looking with free agents out there. You need a new free agent quarterback. But if he, and I don't think it will go that of bad. Of course. But if it does, that's when you start wearing it. They don't have that much time. Five games. They, there's five games left in the season. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. if he comes out and he is unimpressive or he loses this game, it is a much bigger deal for the 49ers than if the Bucs lose this game. If the yeah. Bucs lose this game, they're probably still making the playoffs and they what still they got? got Tom Brady. If the Niners that's lose seven. this game to the Bucs and they're at home, that's a good point. And it, he plays bad. It, yeah. And he play oh, right, or he doesn't necessarily play bad, but just not good enough to beat that Bucks team that is barely beating the Saints with the number one defense. There's a big cause for concern. But oh, but that defense is good though. I know the, that's, the, that's the Bucks defense is nice. So saying. that's what I hate. Like, like, we're not we're like, not going to factor Brady that in. He's not playing Tom Brady. He's playing the Bucks defense. But I'm saying like, so if he has a bad game, I'm not going to be. Like, like, I'm not going to go crazy about it because that's a good defense. But you know what's fascinating, and uh, we don't have time for it. I'll get to this later. later. What's five, most two. fascinating is this also could be a first-round matchup. Like, there's great potential sure that good. the 49ers yeah. could drop to the five seed, yeah. the Seahawks could jump up to the four seed or the three seed, the Bucks are sitting at the four seed, yeah. and this is a first-round matchup. I think Niners oh. fans have to be concerned because, like, this is your quarterback. That's oh, their no, quarterback. I, I don't think Niners fans are concerned. Nah. No, not the, ones, not the ones talking Coleman, to me. Coleman, you concerned? Not the, way, the ones the way, in L.A. The way they play. Concerned. No. Yeah, the ones in L.A. ain't worried. Our, our producer's a Niners fan. Coleman said he ain't concerned. No, they're not worried. But John Heller probably is. <laughs> Coming up, the Bills are on top in the AFC, but they'll have to get it done the rest of the way without their star, Von Miller. A former Super Bowl MVP is absent. But does that matter to the Bills? <laughs> Well, former Super Bowl MVP Von Miller is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Now, that's going to be a big potential loss for the Buffalo Bills. He has to have surgery. Keep in mind, Bills 9-3. Von Miller led the Bills with eight sacks on the season. Bills currently the number one seed in the AFC. Joy, I am coming to you for this question. Incredibly intriguing thought here. Von Miller, he is a big loss, but how big of a loss is he to the Bills? <sighs> He's a huge loss. You can't understate the presence of Von Miller. There's a reason why he's there. There's a reason why the Rams won the Super Bowl last year, and Von Miller played a huge role in that. 
they can still win the Super Bowl, but this is a big loss. Like, this, is not, <laughs> this is not the news that you wanted. He's such a big part of their defense. He accounts for over 25% of the Bills' sacks this season. He's, he's just a presence. He's one of those defensive players that can literally change the outcome of a game. There's not that many of them. There's a lot of good defensive units. There's a lot of good defensive players. But when Vaughn is on the other side, he can impose his will on another offense. And having that factor, particularly in the postseason, is, is a huge loss. I don't want to go as far as to say they can't win a Super Bowl without him, but I'd feel better about it if Vaughn was on the field. Yeah, I, I'll say they can win a Super Bowl to check a box. I picked the Bills to win a Super Bowl, but I did that with Vaughn Miller on the roster. So outside of me trying to be kind, I don't really think the Bills can win a Super Bowl without Vaughn Miller. That shouldn't be an insult. Because the Bills didn't think they could win a Super Bowl without Von Correct. Miller. Von Miller's 34 years of age, and you gave him $100-plus million? You don't give a 34-year-old $100-plus million dollars unless you are desperate for the man. And they had to be because the Bills didn't think they could win a Super Bowl without him. How do you know how valuable Von Miller is? Because who's keeping the Bills from winning a Super Bowl? Chiefs, first and foremost. Who helped the Bills beat the Chiefs this season? Von Miller, two sacks. Who helped the Rams win a Super Bowl last year? Before the show, I was in a heated debate with the brilliant man to my right, LaShawn McCoy. I went back and watched the final possession of the Super Bowl. What we all remember is Aaron Donald, final play of the game, ring me. It was a brilliant play. I challenge you, go back at home and watch the two of the three plays before that. I'm not going to tell you what happened. That's a teaser. Go back and watch it for yourself. Let me know what you find. What it speak of is Von Miller's presence. It's game-changing. Sure, they can win a Super Bowl without him. I don't think they will. Shady, how big of a loss is it for the Bills? It's a huge loss. I mean, like, like you're talking about Von Miller here. I mean, God only made a couple of these type of <laughs> players, right? Him, LT. I mean, I don't know. It's just a couple. And when he's on your team, he's... Uh, maybe the best or the second best. He's in that top three of any team. So he's a huge loss. But is Josh Allen still there? He is, is he still playing? Yes, sir. Still there. What about yes, Stephon Diggs? Is he still, the still there? Yes, okay, wait. Sean McDermott, is he going? Still coaching. Nope. Okay. He's a hell of a coach. Mm -hmm. Them two players, hell of a players. Let's not forget this is the same Bills team. Last year, they, they, in the divisional game, they had, who's that, the, 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 the Chiefs? Yep. Right? They lost, thir what, what, 13 seconds? 13 seconds. Josh Allen did his job. He did. Now, if you had to do this game 10 times, Nine times out of ten, if you give your defense 13 seconds, they're going to win that game. Yes, sir. Now, that game they did. But, but I think if you had to go in that sequence, they would, they would win them games. Second thing, they have the fourth defense ranked this year. So they still got some defensive players. They do. And last year's defense was better than this year's defense. That's just the truth of it, right? Von Miller is a dog, but, hey, they got players over there. It's the reason why they was number one defense last year, same players. So I think that with Josh Allen, that same defense, and Sean McDermott, who's a defensive mass master, mastermind. You see what he did at Carolina and the Philadelphia Eagles. He, can, he gets it done. I'm going with them Bills. Gotta they come, still can win a championship. I got to come back to you, though, because come back. I learned the hard come way. Back. I learned the hard way players make plays. What do I mean is we traded. Players make plays? Yes. When the Philadelphia Eagles, we traded away LaShawn McCoy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you sure? We <laughs> traded away, uh, or we didn't resign Jeremy Macklin. I was like, Chip, you good? Mm -hmm. Deshaun Jackson, he walks. Uh, Chip, Kelly, what are you doing? Ah, scheme, man. Culture beats talent. Yeah. You sure? Von Miller is one of those LaShawn McCoys. Mm -hmm. Von Miller is one of those Deshaun Jacksons. For sure. Von Miller is one of those Jeremy Macklins. I love what you're saying about Sean McDermott, but players make plays, man. So, real quick, so who was the coach for y'all? Chip <laughs> Kelly. Chip Kelly. Sean McDermott. Big difference, <laughs> right? <laughs> who was your quarterback? 
Nick Foles still. Big difference. Josh Allen. It's a big difference. So that's the thing about when you pay these quarterbacks, you pay them for these type of reasons. Our best defensive player is hurt. What you going to do? I ain't going to make no excuse for a coach. I'm going to go out there and win. It's Kansas City last year, right? He did his part. I'm going to say it again. In real football, not no kids, in the NFL, you're telling me you play 10 games and you give your defense 13 seconds. They don't keep beating a team like that. That's, that's, that's like unheard of. How that happen? Unless it's Patrick Mahomes. Am I, am, yeah, well, I, am well. I giving the Chiefs too much credit if I'm like, oh, maybe six out of ten times you that's win? Sound, that's, <laughs> that's, I, I, legitimate, I, I believe you put Mahomes in that situation. You put the Chiefs offense with Mahomes in that situation ten times. I, I give him two. That's, I give him at least yeah. two or three. That's maybe four. going on. That, just, that, that dude, that cheetah dude, ain't over there though. He, he you can't throw him. A, make, you can't, you can't throw a six-yard pass, and it, and it can go for thirty-five like that. Yeah, that's real. They, they definitely still can win a Super Bowl. I'm with you on all. Of yeah. That. The thing that makes me nervous is what Emmanuel mentioned because I, when it comes to the postseason, that's why he's here. Those big right. moments. It's about the moment. It's about that thirteen seconds. Tyreek Hill. It's about Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. in that situation. It's about Von Miller in the Super Bowl making a play that nobody else can make. When we're talking about the Super Bowl, because that's what we're talking about here. Super Bowl. Yeah, we're not talking about them making the postseason yep, or winning the Super Bowl or, w- or winning a couple of postseason games. We're talking about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That comes down to what's going to happen in the moment. Is that player in that moment capable of making that play to win that game? That's what makes me nervous about it. I still think that they're capable of it, yeah. but – Von Miller is the type of loss that you're like. Tredavion White's coming back too now. If I'm the Bills or a Bills fan, I'm not giving up. I'm not like, well, we we did our best. But you, sh- I mean, you should be worried. Like Va- Von Miller, we use it too much. But like Von Miller's a cheat code player, an, Great e- player. an easy button player. Great player. There's only half a dozen guys on earth who can bend that way yeah. and get oh. there that quickly. I think, I think there's only one on the football field. Von's in his own lane. Von's an alien. He's I'm, an alien. Like, let's Von's, not let's not get off the rails arguing about how many bad, there but, are. No, there Von's aren't great. very Von's many great. of them. How about that? There are not. And so now. It's just everything has to be a little bit more perfect. you got to cover a little bit better. Yeah. Your other edge rushers, the rest of their edge rushers only have 13 sacks. Vaughn had eight on his own. So but now everybody's got to raise that even, level. It just gets a little more difficult. I think you're right about that. When you have somebody like Vaughn, your margin for error is a, is a I don't think you have, but here's, here's what's the craziest thing. Like, the margin for error has to be a coin toss too, y'all. Like, it's not just y'all have to be perfect. You better hope that coin toss goes your way, too. Remember how they even yeah, lost yeah, yeah. in the playoffs. Well, even, even get there, though. I'm saying, you know, even to get there, I'm like, saying. You better hope, seconds. like, not only do you have a margin for error with your talent, if it comes to overtime, because last year that game went to overtime, Chiefs-Bills, because of how perfect both offenses were, now it came down to this. <laughs> it right. literally came yeah. down to that. And Bills fans, you better hope it lands on your call this time. 